All right, everybody. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we're doing things a little bit different here. Uh, usually recording a day or two in advance, but just with the way things are going here this next week of and honeymoons and schedules and everything that's going to be a little bit crazy, we're, we're actually recording about a little over a week ahead of schedule with a fun little game show event today. So we're actually recording on August 1st here for our August 10th episode, episode number 54. Uh, but we were treated with a lot of news ahead of time. So I think it kind of fantasy guys were working out in our favor here, even though we're recording a little bit early, but uh, before we get into some of the big deals and, and some, uh, some big news here, we'll say hello to the fellas and then we'll get, uh, we'll get things going. So we'll start off here by saying hello to Armand. Armand, uh, I know it's been, it's almost like regular season here. We're recording once a week. It kind of feels like, but uh, uh, how's uh, the, how's the week off there for you as we're kind of trucking our way through summer holidays? Ah, uh, you know, just trying to keep up with the yard work with uh, it being in the middle of summer here, the grass is growing faster and everything's just coming on us and then trying to make sure I get done the little projects that I wanted to do around the house before our summer break is over. Absolutely. And Zach, how about yourself? I know you were repping, it looks like, was that the Hardy shirt today? Repping the, repping Hardy hard. So how's, uh, how's the week been for you? And Armin's got St. Mary one too. <laughs> got a battle battle going on already but uh, how's things going for you Zach for your for summer holidays so far yeah a lot the same as what Armin said uh yard work stuff around the house and then uh I'm busy working on my last project for the the program that I'm taking uh last assignment that uh I will hopefully ever have to submit so <laughs> it's uh it's coming down to the wire but uh figure figure I'll get her done here in the next day or two so pretty excited about that yeah, that's a good feeling for sure. I can I can relate to that. I just finished classes for the summer. I still have another full year of my my program, but just finished classes for the summer this past Thursday. So it was nice to be able to get that done and kind of just take a deep breath because it's been it's been a busy couple of weeks here and classes never make anything a little bit easier, especially with just how busy everything is. But we had uh, got to go to a wedding on Saturday, which was nice to kind of just, you know, decompress a little bit. And now we'll be recording now today because myself and my wife will be leaving for our honeymoon here uh, in the next couple of days so we're heading out to Banff and we're going to go Edmonton first for a couple of days and do some shopping and then head to Calgary and Banff and kind of make our way back just a pretty little impromptu honeymoon but it's going to be nice to kind of just do nothing for a little bit and relax before I don't want to say it but before work comes back around the corner because it's it's scary approaching fast here so and you got to go uh, back to work a little bit earlier than everyone else. You being an admin now. Yeah, it was supposed to be the 17th. So it was supposed to be like real quick, but I think I'll push back to like a 22nd or something like that. So still a little bit earlier, but I need that time to start preparing because I have not transitioned my brain from work brain to school brain and wedding brain to back to work brain here. So I need a little bit of time to actually just relax a little bit and just do nothing. So it's, it's going to be nice. I'm looking forward to it, but um i'm also looking forward to the football count i think i saw a thing on twitter was like nfl kickoff is in like 38 days or something like that i was like oh baby holy that just gets me going a little bit that's zach, wild to think zach, already oh yeah zach and i right now are in the middle of one of our drafts and if i feel like with how slow this draft is going by the time it's actually done we'll be legitimately in draft season so it's like the little teaser as we're going there but zach maybe you want to give a quick little update before we move into that one yeah, sure. I am currently in uh, in round 11. So from the sounds of it, I'm doing a little bit better in terms of pacing than uh, what Carrier is doing. But so far, the team looks like uh, at quarterback, got Mahomes, Mac Jones, of course, and uh, Davis Mills. Um, I punted on the RB position up until this morning, and I got uh, Cordell Patterson in the 12th round. Um, went heavy at receiver, Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, Mooney, Debo, uh, the sun god himself, and Jalen Waddle. And then tight end, I have uh, Noah Fant and Dalton Schultz. Um, like we talked about, I guess, in our previous episode, it is a super flex league. So you can start two quarterbacks. Um, but then aside from the quarterback, you also have to start one tight end but then the other eight spots on your starting lineup are, are totally open. So 
um, I decided to focus my attention on uh, the, the, the receiver position because um, you get more uh, PPR points with the receivers in this league setting than you do with the running backs. So I'm going to try to use that to be as, I guess, efficient as possible this year in this league. Yeah, I'm partially to do it just ignorance and and just want to be stubborn. I want to go almost as close to no RBs as possible just because I think it's a lot of fun to do it that way. But at the same time, like Zach mentioned, you get the extra little PPR bonus for the wide receiver compared to the RB and the tight ends. You get the even more there. But I'm uh, I'm, I'm going to see how long I can possibly go without going RB. Our, ours has been terribly slow. We've had six six guys time out. The last one actually timed out and it skipped his pick where before it would just like pre-draft. I think after a certain amount of rounds or amount of times you time out or whatever, it just skips your pick. So we've actually had our first pick skip here about would have been about 20 minutes ago actually so it's been it's been frustrating but that's just the way it goes with slow draft sometimes is take your time and you know come around it's <laughs> it's frustrating but like I said it's buffering the zone of draft season is around the corner so at least it's something to do and and continue to talk fantasy football so I'll take it teams coming together I've got I'm real happy with my quarterback position that's a position of strength and then I'm starting to just chip away and I'm just holding my breath that TJ Hawkinson comes around the corner. It's kind of funny because last episode I was all about Dalton Schultz and Zach was all about TJ Hawkinson and mm-hmm. Zach drafted Schultz and I'm hoping for Hawkinson. So we're just kind of flipping, flipping the script here, but um, we'll get things going here with our insiders and headliners. Like I said, there's going to be probably some stuff that happens, especially with camp going on right now. Uh, we're recording about a week in advance than we normally would. So there might be some news that as this episode drops on August 10th, you're like, hey, how can you didn't talk about this? That's because we're recording about nine days earlier than, than we normally would. But at least we have a couple good pieces of news that we're going we're gonna to talk about here. Um, but I'll still continue to try as best as possible, posting all that stuff on social media and stuff like that to keep it up, up to date with that. But without further ado, we'll get the uh, insiders and headliners going. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I'm Ron Burgundy. So two big camp holdouts are going to be ending here. I mean, they rolled into camp, but they were not participating in activities. That was, well, was two standout wide receivers, DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel. And I was actually at a uh, buddy's the other day here and we were talking about, you know, the big receivers and, oh, did you see this guy got paid? This guy, oh, this literally yesterday we we're sitting around the campfire and go, oh, did you see this guy got paid? So we're kind of visiting about these big wide receivers and it seems like every single one of them has got the exact same deal within a ballpark of about $1 million. And then one person maybe got a little more guaranteed compared to the other vice versa, but it seems like they all got the exact same contract. Uh, but DK Metcalf got a three-year 72 million with 58.2 million fully guaranteed. And then Debo Samuel signed shortly after over the 73.5 million. So a little bit more and then slightly less than the guarantee. He got 58.1. So just slightly less. Uh, in that fully guaranteed money. Uh, but I think was DJ Moore went first at like 70 million. And then I think right after that was Terry McLaurin at 71 million and then DK 72. And now Debo 73, it's just kind of just slowly going up. And AJ. Sorry. And AJ Brown. Oh, and AJ Brown was in the mix too. This has been a bit like, I've said it before, this is a big year for wide receiver extensions or just general contracts. It's been crazy, but um, I don't know. The, other than the fact that, I know Zach and I, we kind of talked about this a little bit before the episode. I got a bit of a Debo Samuel holdout discount, I think, on my on my draft. But this is this doesn't really change our outlook on on the moving forward into draft season and, and this upcoming football season. No. I don't I don't think too too much. Um, like you mentioned with that uh that discount, that may have been a result of you know possible uncertainty of how long was Samuel going to hold out or how long. Metcalf was going to hold out. I think going forward now, though, from now until uh, beginning of September uh, with our drafts, I don't think it's going to change too, too much one way or the other. I think some people were kind of hoping that maybe DK would actually get traded. I know it, it would seem unlikely Debo would get traded. The, the rumors were a little bit more, I think, uh, aggressive around the San Francisco organization, but they came out saying, no, we're not trading and we'll figure this out. But I think a lot of people are hoping that DK would get traded because that would 
most more than likely increases fantasy stock. Obviously, the Drew Lock experience might not be the most fun experience <laughs> when it comes to fantasy football, or maybe people are hoping that Jimmy G might make his way over to Seattle, and I think that would be a significant increase. Um, but obviously, DK staying put, so now we know what to expect, right? Uh, we've seen we've seen Drew Lock, and we've seen that it's not the most fun experience. We've seen him with Geno Smith, um, and he's had hit and miss weeks but obviously this is gonna be our first major experience without russell wilson um and now we know it's solidified deal he's going to be in seattle for another three seasons so um this one this one we knew was coming but we didn't know exactly how it was going to work out and i still don't know if we've seen the end of this yet because i feel like there's going to be like maybe some trickle down effect i still think that maybe some of last season's holdout there might be a fine that goes with this but it's the deshaun watson uh, saga is slowly coming to an end uh, obviously he didn't play the entire last season uh, as with, when he was with the Houston Texans got traded fully guaranteed money and now he is going to be missing the first six games of the NFL season that literally just dropped this morning as we were preparing to record uh, so we know for sure that Deshaun Watson's out six uh, Jacoby Brissett will be obviously the starting quarterback for the first six weeks now, my hot take of last week maybe looking a little more juicy here with the Baker <laughs> versus uh, Jacoby uh, game one of those of the NFL season. But, I mean, putting everything aside of the allegations and the messiness, I mean, we already kind of talked about that and the unfortunate situation that this kind of bolsters and puts in the forefront of the six-week suspension. But fantasy-wise, let's kind of put those hats back on and let's talk about the Cleveland Browns. Some people are concerned it's going to be a full year. Lots of people thought it was going to be an eight game. We're sitting here with a six game. Where does that put you in maybe some of the receiving options? Um, I know David Njoku was kind of a late round sleeper tight end that people were really excited about. Um, names escaping me, Amari Cooper. Uh, that's going, probably going to be wide receiver one for them. And then you got some of the receiving work maybe in from Kareem Hunt. And then obviously goal line work from Armin's love child, his favorite running back in the entire history of the universe. Um, so where does that put you guys in some of these uh, Cleveland Browns? I know um, people were hands off or with the uncertainty, but now we know. So where are we going to go with, from here? Maybe we'll start with Armand. Maybe you want to talk about the running back room, and then we'll go to Zach, some of the receiving targets. Well, you got to imagine then that that run game is going to be coming out hot in the first six weeks um, and, and worth a lot. And then when Deshaun Watson comes back, unsure how that will actually affect their, their run game in Cleveland. Um, as far as I, I know their, their offense is relatively the same as it far as like how they're going to set everything up. So maybe they'll still be a very run first deep offense when Deshaun comes back and, and then use, use Watson to have big, huge plays in the passing game with their end game, hopefully, um, making things a little bit more open in the pass game and maybe they'll stay balanced. So. Um, I wouldn't shy away from the RBs at all with the, this news, and I wasn't going to either with uh, with the uncertainty surrounding it because um, as Deshaun Watson could open up their run game more too, but uh, um, in the end, you know that Cleveland likes to run the ball and that uh, they have a great O-line for running the ball too, and then Nick Chubb, like Jordan said, <laughs> I, I love him as an RB, and I, I think that uh, – no matter what uh, what's going on with the QBs, he's still going to be successful. I'm curious on how, like we talked about rushing quarterbacks and how that it can impact running backs. So I'm curious on how the goal line work that might come from Chubb, how he might maybe get siphoned a little bit with the mobility of Watson. But I mean, looking back, I've, this is something that I'm interested in. I, I kind of like uh, maybe going after Cream Hunt a little bit because he's got a, some some pretty good draft value. Like he's get, slipping in drafts a little bit, but you don't have to look too far to the success of Duke Johnson when they were in uh, Houston, all that receiving work that came from Deshaun Watson. Like he, he was a check down specialist and he got a lot of PPR value just by the receptions alone. And Duke mm -hmm. Johnson's obviously not a fantasy superstar, but he was definitely a guy that was uh, flex worthy for a lot of years. So, I mean, Cream Hunt, he's the receiving back. You might be some sneaky value there. And what is it like? I think right now he's sitting in the eighth or ninth round. Like there's there's a lot of value for somebody that one injury away to being the guy, right? And I still think he has a lot of standalone value. So that's a name that I think is very interesting to monitor come draft season as well, because now we know for sure six weeks, well, 
what does that mean for the running back? Obviously, Armin's very, very excited still for, for Chubb and the goal line work, but I'm curious to see what will happen with Hunt. But Zach, what do you think about the receiving receiving options there for, for Cleveland? So I guess before we knew the the outcome of the suspension here, um, I was at least slightly apprehensive to uh, to draft Amari Cooper um, as high as he was going, just not knowing the the full outcome of the suspension. Um, now that we know it's looking like it's going to be six games uh, pending any appeals, um, I think you can maybe look at drafting Cooper with a little bit more confidence, um, maybe not as your wide receiver one or even your wide receiver two, uh, just because you know for a third of the season he's not going to be um, playing with as good of a quarterback as he will be eventually. But you can still draft him as like a, a flex or a wide receiver three. And then knowing that for the second half of the season and that playoff push, he'll be playing with, you know, one of the three, four or five best quarterbacks in the league, or at least one of the three or four best quarterbacks in the league two years ago, because we don't know what we're going to get from Watson having sat, having sat out all of last year and then sitting out a handful of games this year, it may take him a while to reacclimate to, to the speed of the game. Um, I would also think, you know, maybe Donovan Peoples Jones or maybe even David Bell, maybe interesting dart throws at the end of your draft that you can just kind of keep at the bottom of your uh, bench, you know, waiting to see what happens uh, when Watson comes back. So here's an interesting question and maybe an ADP. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Obviously, you know for sure that Amari Cooper is going to be playing, right? It's just the first six weeks. It's going to be not great quarterback play. We've, you know, Jacoby Brissett is not the greatest quarterback in the NFL, but who knows can happen, right? But DeAndre Hopkins, you know he's going to be out for six weeks, but then when he comes back, he has elite quarterback play as well. DeAndre Hopkins right now is going as wide receiver 40 um, in that ADP position, um, quite a bit later than Amari Cooper is going as wide receiver 25. Would you rather take the shot on Amari Cooper at wide receiver 25, or would you rather hold out and get Hopkins healthy after for sure missing six weeks? You're talking about the six week window. I mean, you can still get Amari Cooper, but we're not expecting great numbers. So for a large portion of us, they probably is going to be sitting on the bench or maybe in that flex spot where, Hopkins is for sure saying our bench are not playing him. So who would you rather kind of ADP question there for you? I think the value obviously leans toward uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, he's somebody that battled injuries for a good portion of last year. I believe he only played in like eight games, maybe uh, overall missing several games. Um, he's somebody that's going to be missing the first third of the season this year with that suspension. So he's somebody that you might be able to get, like you said, later on in the draft and, and hope that um, he's able to bounce back. He is though getting older. I think he's 30 or 31. Um, so you do have to consider uh, oftentimes, I guess uh, receivers do kind of hit a wall around that age. So we may have be we may have seen the beginning of a uh, decline for Hopkins, maybe not a, a drop, but a decline in his production. So you do have to consider that too. But I think knowing what we know now about Cooper and knowing what we know now about Hopkins, um, I would take the gamble on Hopkins, you know, three or four rounds later. But the the only problem is, you know, for a fact, he has to sit there. But one thing to know is we talk about this as we get close to draft season and, and fantasy season, obviously, knowing your league rules is really important because if you can put that suspended player on your IR spot, that's like a no-brainer to me. And you just lock yeah. them, lock them in there. But, no, that's, that's important about knowing your knowing your league rules. Um, I know Zach and I were talking about it in, in his Discord. He's talking with, uh, with the EC, EC4, I'd call it. I know it's a couple extra letters in there. Uh, but they're talking about the rulings because – there's these specialty big plays, big play rules and stuff. And does that count towards passing yards or is it just receiving yards? And those receiving yards actually count towards passing yards. So there's this big vocal about, well, what's the actual rule? Knowing the rules is important. A couple, I know I got that big value in the second round of getting Dak. That's that's a big value where 
guys were taking, you know, like maybe RB back in RB1 where he does not getting that big upside as a quarterback is. So knowing your rules is important. That's something that we'll be talking about obviously in a couple episodes. Um, talking about you know, important things to know, uh, it's important to know that uh, we're going to be saving you money if you're going to be purchasing anything uh, from 22fresh.com. So I know if you're in the Regina area in Saskatoon area, you can go to the storefront, you can walk around and take a look. But also if you're not in the area and you want to be shopping some 22 fresh goods, uh, when you're at checkout, making sure that you're using the promo code 306FFB15 and you'll be receiving 15% off your next purchase uh, on behalf of the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. I mentioned before, and I'll say it again, our partnership with 22Fresh is now helping you at home save money and being able to wear good quality, sharp looking products. I know if you're on YouTube and watching this episode, you'll see Armin's wearing his nice green 22Fresh hat and Zach is repping his nice black with white lettering 22Fresh hat. It's good product. It's sharp. I was wearing my hoodie the other day. It's incredibly comfortable and you don't want to miss out on this awesome product. So be able to check them out on online 22fresh.com making sure you're using the promo code 306ffb15 to save 15% on checkout um so now we are going to be moving into a one of my favorites this is going to be uh fantasy jeopardy and zach is going to be hosting this one so we'll get uh, we'll get things rolling okay welcome to uh the 306 fantasy football jeopardy uh year 2 edition um, this is going to operate very similar to how it did last year. Uh, Armin and Jordan will be going head to head, uh, answering questions from four categories. Uh, this year, the categories are uh, 2022 redraft, uh, 0.5 PPR scoring, number one finishes from previous years, and then ADP price check. Um, so the the first two are very similar to what we had last year. Uh, number one finishes. I'll ask you guys a question, something like in the year uh, 2021, who was the tight end one on the season? Um, and it kind of goes back further in the years. And the ADP price check, I will present you uh, two players with very similar ADPs. And you'll have to tell me who has the the higher ADP, uh, and by higher, I mean who is coming off the board first. So in this case, 45 would be higher than 46. Any questions, fellas? Are we just same thing as when we did the fantasy feud or so you check in by saying your name? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. And then are we spinning the wager wheel after this? I know I re might regret doing this again, having a absolutely dummy cheeseburgers, but are we going to do some punishments, <laughs> Armin? Are you good for that or what? Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to point out right now that uh, you have a little bit of an edge on me because you've been actually doing drafts, so things are a little bit fresher in your mind, and I have not done any drafts yet, so I, I will be a little bit behind the eight ball on you. I'm sure if you go back in time and listen to whatever was maybe episode 13 at the time, I'm pretty sure you can hear the exact same thing he said because we were doing the Scott <laughs> Fish at the time, so I'm sure we hear the exact same thing, and it bit me in the ass then, so... In in uh, in your defense, Armand, uh, the drafts that we've been doing are are a little bit different with the super flex and the tight end premium. Uh, we are doing just vanilla 0.5 PPR uh, ADP. So while JC probably will have a little advantage, just kind of having looked at the at the sites more than you likely have, but uh, it shouldn't be too too bad, I don't think. Um, so since Jordan has had the advantage, I will give the, uh, the first pick to Armand, uh, after I read the question, you guys say your name, uh, as your way of buzzing in, I'll give that person the chance to answer the question. If they get it right, they get to go on and pick the next question, just like in regular Jeopardy. But if they get it wrong, I will give the other player the chance to answer. Does that sound fair? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Beautiful. Armando, you're up. Okay. Uh, 2020, tw oh, geez. 2022 redraft. Tough start. 100, please, there, uh, Zach. 100? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. 
As of late July, which player's ADP is 3.0? Alrighty. Answer is? Who is Austin Eckler? Who is Austin Eckler? Let's. Uh, Kate will take Austin Eckler. Uh, Armin, what would be your answer? Uh, let's go with uh, 3.0. So round three. No, no, like three overall. Oh, Sorry. Third overall. Oh, sheesh. Well, no wonder I was thinking so much about it. Well, I guess Eckler's already taken, so I'll say uh, CMC. CMC, okay. It is Christian McCaffrey. Really? 100 points for Armin. Congratulations. Who's going in front of him? Henry or, or Eckler? Uh, I'm thinking it would be... I don't have it in front of me, but I'm thinking it would be JT and then Eckler, probably. Yeah. I thought maybe saying Henry, because I thought uh, Henry sneaked in front of Eckler, but oh, that's uh, that's a mistake. Uh, there's still <laughs> some question marks about Henry right now. <laughs> All after right. That, I thought after that one, two, it's just a total crapshoot. I thought CMC for sure was 102. No brainer. <laughs> All right, Armand, your chance to go again. Let's uh, continue on redraft for 200, please, for 200. Uh, Zach. All righty. As of late July, which tight end is currently Jordan. being drafted as tight end five overall? Jordan, your answer is? Uh, who, who is Darren Waller? So Darren Waller, tight end five. Armand, your answer is? Uh, let's say uh, Schultz. So we got Waller oh, and Schultz. <laughs> Answer is Darren Waller, the Walleress himself. Let's go. <laughs> so after two questions, the score is 100 uh, for Armand and 200 for Jordan. Jordan, your choice to pick or your turn to pick. Pardon me. Uh, I'm going to go ADP price check for 100. Okay. According to Fanny's According to Fantasy Pros, which of these two players has a higher ADP as of late July? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or Damian Harris? All right, Armand, your answer is? Harris. Harris is coming off the board first. Okay. Um, I'll take take CEH, I think. (laughs) All righty. And it is CEH, and he is going one spot ahead of Harris. So that is... Armin, correct? No, no that, that was me. Oh, Jordan. Way to go. All righty. On to you. I'll continue on for 200. All right. According to Fantasy Pros, which of these two Jordan. players has a higher ADP, Michael Pittman or Jalen Waddle? Jordan, you said? Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman. Okay. Armin? Waddle. <laughs> okay. let's see Jalen Waddle oh. is going off the board first really in our, I, in our I last one Waddle was absolutely first, falling and people are high on Pittman but Waddle was falling in our other draft balls I, like I said these guys are separated by like one or two draft spots very close so after four turns it is tied up uh, so that means Armand you get a pick. Uh, let's go 0.5 PPR scoring for 100, please. All righty. You guys better have a pen and paper here because you are doing some math. Gosh, I don't. <laughs> I just said I got summer brain now, Zach. I just got rid of school brain. All righty. Well, here's the hoping basic math hasn't, uh, hasn't evaded you guys too far. In 0.5 PPR scoring, how many points would a player receive Armin. For six receptions and 70 yards. Armand, how many points is that? 7.3. No, 7. I'm going to say what is... Or not 7 points. Fuck me. What is... <laughs> <laughs> what is 10? Okay, so I got 7.3 and 10. That's 10. <laughs> uh, it is 10. Hunter yeah. Renfro put up that stat line in week one of the 2021 season and scored 10 points. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good stuff. (laughs) I I think I see where you're going there, Armand. I think I see. (laughs) 
I'll summer. just keep it going. I'll go with the same one for 200. Okay. In 0.5 PPR scoring, how many points would a player receive for four receptions, Jordan. 105 yards, and one touchdown? Jordan. What is, what is 18.5? 18.5. Armand, your guess is? That's correct. All righty. No, wait. No. Nine. Yeah. It is correct. Yeah. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. put up that stat line in week seven of last season and scored 18.5 PPR points. There's Michael Pittman again staying Yep. On. See, you can do math. Working on it. I'll stay. Yeah. I'll keep it going. Let's go for 300. Okay. In 0.5 PPR scoring, how many points would a player receive for 40 rush yards, 14 receptions for 102 Jordan. yards? All right, Jordan, this is a tough one. What is 21.2? 21.2. Armin, do you want to give a guess? Yeah. 22.2. Um, oh, there you go. Like that strategy? Let's see. It is indeed 21.2. <laughs> Najee Harris put up that stat line in week three of last season, and he got the 21.2 fantasy points. Staying hot on the math here. Yeah, you can teach grade three any day of the week. Bingo. Elementary school time. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep going 400. All right. In 0.5 PPR scoring, how many points would a player receive for nine receptions, 189 yards Jordan. and one touchdown. Holy. Okay. Your answer is. Oh, old crap. What is 27.9? No, sorry. 20. Sorry. I, I'm sorry. 28.4. Sorry. 28.4. Okay. Armin, you want to give a shot? 29.4. All righty. I think I'm one too high. I think. Oh, let's see. Yes, you yeah. were. Oh. Google Samuel put up that stat line in week one of last season and scored 27.4 points. So since neither of you got it right, uh, I will give Armand the pick. Not sure if that's how they do it on Jeopardy, but that's how I'll do it. It'd be Jordan. All nope. here is net net. <laughs> we are going to you, Armand. Uh, keep it up with the PPR scoring. All righty. Quite the gentleman. I was giving you a chance to get over to the math section. Mm. I'm usually better at math. In half point PPR scoring, how many points would a player receive for 185 rush yards, three receptions for 19 yards, and five total touchdowns? Jordan. All righty. Let's hear it, sir. What is six? Oh my goodness. What is 69.5 points? 69 and a half K. Oh no, that's right. 51.9. 51. That is a gap, you two. Good lord. Okay. Uh just to be correct, uh Jordan, you said 69 and a half. Yep. And Armin, you said 51.9. Right? Yeah, I'm wrong. Okay, and the answer is 50.4. Not math guys here. <laughs> no, JT put up that stat line in week 11 of last season and scored 50.4. So the PPR section is, or the half point PPR section is all done. And since I don't know the rules of Jeopardy, uh, it is Jordan's turn to pick. Uh, I think we can go to ADP price check 300. We haven't done that one, right? Correct. I'll do that one. All right. ADP price check for 300. According to Fantasy Pros, which of these two players has a Armin higher Gordon. ADP? Oh. All right, Armand, I heard you first. Josh Jacobs or James Conner? Who has a higher ADP? Jacobs. Oh, see, I think it's James Conner for sure. Oh, here we go. Good discussion. It is James Conner. Uh. That is 300 for Jordan. And it's funny because, Armin, you're higher on Jacobs than I am, and I'm higher on Connor than you are. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, then they're so close. It's tough to remember. All righty. JC. 400. 400K. According to Fantasy Pros, who has a higher ADP, Jordan. Gerald Everett or Tyler Higby? Gerald Jordan? Everett. Who is Gerald Everett? Going with Gerald Everett. That means Armin is going to go on the Higby wagon. Yeah. And it is Gerald Everett. I think he might be a, a real sleeper yep. in the uh, in the tight end world this year. Um, in an offense now where he's the tight end one by himself. And uh, I think you might see a bit of a breakout there. He's absolutely killing my Donald Parham takes. I was super <laughs> high on him. And then Everett is just squandering that. <laughs> Terrible. I'll finish Alrighty. off the board there for 500. For 500. Okay. According to Fantasy Pros, which of these two players oh, has a higher Jordan. ADP? Marvin Jones or Jamison Crowder? Armin, was that you saying your name or is that a groan? That was a groan. Okay, so I will <laughs> I will take I will take Marvin Jones Jr. Okay. My boy. Yeah, and then Armin going with Crowder. But, yeah. Okay. It is Crowder. Oh. Look at that. Starting to climb over in that Buffalo offense. <laughs> I, I would have gone uh, Jones, but uh, I'm glad you took the bullet there, Jordan. <laughs> oh, so after, uh, after 12 rounds, uh, the 0.5 scoring is complete, as is the ADP price check. Um, and then the 2022 redraft has the first two taken care of. So that means we have 300, 400, and 500 for the redraft. And then all five for previous year's number one finishers. So, Armand, it is your turn. Let's go uh, number ones for 100. All righty. According to Fantasy Pros, who finished as wide receiver one in half-point scoring in 2020? Armand. Answer is? Devontae Adams. Yeah. Okay. JC, you want to give a guess? I, I think it's Adams as well, but I, yeah, I just, I think it's Adams, so I don't have a rebuttal. Okay. It was Devontae Adams. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Needed <laughs> something. Closing the gap there. Yeah. Uh, let's continue in number ones for 200, please. Okay. According to Fantasy Pros, who finished as running back Jordan. one in half-point scoring in 2019? Jordan, your answer is? Who is Christian McCaffrey? CMC. Okay. Armand? Yeah, he's right. But uh, let's throw in Derrick Henry there just in case. All righty. <laughs> CMC. Way to go, Mr. Carrier. I'll, um, I'll keep going for 300. Okay. According to Fantasy Pros, Jordan. who finished as tight end one in half-point scoring in 2018? Jordan, your answer is? Who is Travis Kelsey? Armin, you want to give a shot? It's Kelsey, but <laughs> Kittle. <laughs> Other guess would have been Gronk, but 18. I think he's been on like for eight years in a row until this past year. So. Yeah, it is Kelsey. See, I kept that one there because I thought it was going to be Gronk myself, actually. That's right where, like, they were back and forth. I think his 17 was Gronk, right? Yeah, I think that's, like, right before um, he missed half the season. Yeah. Gronk. I'll, I'll keep the board season. going for 400. Okay. Uh, so, according to Fantasy Pros, who finished as wide receiver Jordan. one in 2017? Your answer is? Who is Antonio Brown? Antonio Brown. Okay, Armand. Uh, I'm going to go Hopkins. Ooh. This could be interesting. It was Hopkins. Good pick, oh, Armand. Man. Was that, that was, AB was number two that year? Because I think he's won like top three for like eight years in a row or something like that. <laughs> could very well have been. That's like right around before the wheels fell off. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was his last Texans year, wasn't it? Uh, For Hopkins? Yeah. Or was no, he? He had, uh, one more, he had one more year. And he got traded in 19, didn't he? It was yeah, COVID I think year. so. It was COVID year he got traded. I remember that. 
It was like uh, right, yeah, it was like the, the off season before the COVID year, I think. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let's finish up the number ones then. Okay. Uh, who was RB1 in 2016? Armin. Okay, Armin. Who are we going? Uh, David Johnson. Oh, that's a really good guess. That's a really good guess. I got to go different, though. I'm going to go Le'Veon Bell. Both of these are quite possible. Unfortunately, that could be Lev Bell's sit-out year. Oh, yeah, you might be right. It was DJ. Woo! Woo! All righty. So after 17 uh, turns, Jordan has three more correct answers, but uh, Armand has two 500 answers and a 400 answer to his name. So it's going to make scoring quite interesting here over the last three turns. I've got it. I've got a tally if you want me to give you the actual scores. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll probably tally it myself, but uh, thanks. <laughs> I was, was going to say, I've been keeping track to see how far behind <laughs> I was going to be because I got dusted last year. All right, Armand, you are left with uh, 2022 redraft, 300, 400, and 500. Uh, let's go 300. I'm a man who likes to go in order. So, All righty. As of late July, who is the third second-year running back to be drafted in 0.5 PPR formats, according to Fantasy Pros? Armand. All right. Armand? Um, oh, shit. I was going to say Etienne, but now I'm re- reeling here. I'm going to stick with Etienne, but it's not, is it? Etienne. Okay. Oh, Mr. Carrier? I am drawing some blanks here. I'm going to need a second. I'm going to say... Hmm. I'm going to say James Cook. Uh, he is a first-year running back, oh, so yeah, that's, that's a good. terrible guess. That's oh, I know, I know the name that was escaping me. Let's see who it is. Oh. Elijah Mitchell. Yes, sir. Oh, <laughs> I was blanking so hard there. Oh, man, I was just thinking rook- yeah. rookies, and then I started going to, like, Dobbins. I'm like, no, Dobbins is three years. That's not going to do it. Well, in my mind, I just quickly went through the top three guys from the draft last year. And uh, and then right before I was about to say Etienne, I was like, fuck, there's another guy and I should know who it is. And fucking (laughs) finally came to me before or when it was too late. It's your man, the raging Cajun himself. Yeah. Okay. So since Armin picked that, we are going to Carrier. Uh, Might as well just keep it normal. I'll go 400. Okay. Uh. Which running back went from RB5 in July 2021 to RB16 in July 2022 in in half-point PPR formats? I'm going to say who is Saquon Barkley. Who's Bark? Okay. RB5 to RB15. 16. 16. If that makes a difference. Let's go uh, Kamara. Ooh, that's a good guess. And the answer is Zeke Elliott. Really? People are, yeah, people aren't loving Zeke. Uh, I think the age and then just the the hive mind of the Tony Pollard cult is uh, making for a bit of a drop in his age. And he had the fumble fumble skis last year, too. I guess Saquon would have been drafted later than RB5. That's not a very good thought process, but yeah, Saquon would have been pretty low, anyways, to begin. Because he was on he was on the turn last year, and that's not RB5 territory. So yeah. Yeah. Both good answers, though. Both uh are those guys that are plausible. Plausible, yeah. Kamara's a wild card, like completely. I could see I could see that Barkley one actually being inversed this year. Somebody that was a little bit lower last year, but now uh, healthy again, new coaching staff, revamped offensive line might be getting more love here in the next month or two. Yeah. So that leaves us with number five for the 2022 redraft before we go in for the final Jeopardy. All right. So according to Fantasy Pros, which of the top four New England Patriot wide receivers has the highest ADP of Jordan. late July? Those being Nelson Aguilar. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, and Devontae Parker. Uh, highest ADP, Jordan is? Devontae. Who is Devontae Parker? Okay, Parker coming off the board first, you say? Mm. And Armand? That makes it more interesting for me because I wasn't going to go with Parker. 
I was thinking Myers are born. Um, let's go Jacoby. Zach's dude. Zach's guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let out a shrill squeak this morning when he was sniped like two picks before me in my draft. <laughs> uh, so the answer was Devontae Parker. Uh, That's uh, strictly because I've been drafting and I've seen that happen. So sorry, Armin. <laughs> For me, yeah, that, see, that was one's uh, where, where you guys have the advantage. I didn't know Devontae's going that high. I wouldn't never, I never thought of it. It's been a while since he's been relevant. I would have thought the guy who was more relevant last year would have been the guy going higher still. And that's especially fair. seeing as he's more with that team. Like I I honestly would drop draft Myers before Parker, but that's just I've me. been drafting Myers at least a round or two. Uh, before Parker goes in my drafts, um, just because I'm a big Jacoby guy. Um, but the the press and the media have been super complimentary of Parker over the first week of training camp. Seems and like we've him seen and Parker be a wide receiver one before too. True. Yeah, yeah. he has been, but it was so, one season. Do I need said paper that you had for the, uh, this last one here, Zach? Uh, nope. Jordan, what is your total that you have? 2,600 to 1,800. I'll take your word for it. Perfect. That 500 was a big swing because I was only down, I was only up by 300 points at that point. Fair. So, Final Jeopardy, you guys can decide how many points you want to wager. See, this is where it's a secret, right? Because neither of us should hear about what we're going to wager. Yeah, you, guys should, you guys should just, yeah, write it down or you guys can text it to me too. Okay, I'll, I'll text it to you. Okay. All right, final Jeopardy time, gentlemen. I have your, your wagers and uh, how it's going to work is you guys are going to write down your answers and then I'll give a quick little countdown and then you guys will reveal your answers. All right? Uh All right. Final Jeopardy time. Topic sky high. According to fantasy pros, as of late July, what is Sky Moore's ADP in 0.5 PPR leagues? So you don't have to give me the round and the pick number, but you could just say like overall, what is he coming off the board as? Okay. Like not wide receiver, but you're talking about as overall fantasy player. Like, so considering other positions, not just wide receiver number. It's like correct. Okay. Yeah. Is he like the twentieth player? Is he the three hundredth player? Whatever that may be. We got to hit this bang on then, eh? Uh, we're gonna go just whoever's closest. Whoever's closest gets it. Yeah. No, we're not doing the. Bob Barker, Price is Right. Can't go over. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm ready. So answers are locked in. You guys want to reveal your answers right now? You want to, should we say wager and then what we put or just the number of what we guessed? Uh, just show me what your guess was and then we'll go okay. from there. I, you want to go first, Armin? You're behind. You go first. Sure. Uh, oh shit! You can't even see it. One hundred sixty-one point five. What was that? I can't even. One hundred sixty-one point five. One sixty-one point five. Okay. Mine says. Mine says one hundred and twenty-one. One hundred and twenty-one. Okay, so Jordan thinks he is going in about the twelfth round, and uh, Armin is thinking closer to the fourteenth, fifteenth round. There. Let's see what we got. Because 121 would be like, yeah, basically right between 11 and 12, right? Yep. All righty. So, according to Fantasy Pros, as of late July, Sky Moore's ADP in 0.5 PPR leagues is 132 overall. Uh, without doing any subtraction here, I am going to give that to Jordan, who oh, is 11 God. off. Uh, Armand very very close uh funny enough when i first did this though i didn't change the settings to 0.5 i just had it at standard and it was 154 overall so 
that would have been Armin. Oh, that uh, that plays a big variance. I, I I honestly thought I was too high, like I because I've seen him starting to go early and earlier. So I was like, man, I'm I'm gonna be pretty high. I think so. I, uh, thank God. That's, uh, that's your guys's <laughs> drafting uh, paying off for you. Amy and Juju's very well be. Juju's starting to go up pretty good too. So after 20 turns and a final Jeopardy where you guys were able to wager how many points you wanted, uh, the final score is Jordan with 3,700 and Armand with, with less than that. We won't say how many points Armand had, but he had, he had a less than that. So congratulations. Well, we I wagered everything but 100. I have 100. Yeah, got 100 points left. I, my, my thought process was I thought you are going to wager everything. So I was like, if he wagered everything, we both get it right, then I'd be 100 over him. So I bet $1,100. You're going big brain. Yeah. All righty. Well, well done. One way to get ahead of you. So (laughs) well done, both of you guys. Um, This went way better than uh, than last year. My wife still talks about last year where she heard us recording this episode and she heard me say, no, that's not right. No, that's wrong. so many times and she's like do these guys even like fantasy football (laughs) i remember doing it and just thinking like oh these are super easy questions as soon as you say your name it's just panic it's like ah just frozen eh i don't know (laughs) (laughs) well that was i think that was my saving grace last year jordan is you're so bad with names oh yeah like you just (laughs) couldn't remember anybody's name (laughs) <laughs> and then I could just take the point. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. The last year was a struggle bus. I think I can't remember what was worse. I felt bad about my scoring jeopardy or after eating those eight cheeseburgers or whatever I had to do. I'm going to say it was your gut sack after the eight cheeseburgers. For oh, sure. It was That's not a good one. It was a tough go. Well, Alrighty. should we, um, should we spin the wager wheel here to see what arm has got to do? Yeah. Let's let's do her. All right. Yeah, I'm going to share the old screen here because uh, we've got to spin the wheel. Armand, best of luck to you on this upcoming play. <laughs> we got um, here, we'll make this nice and big. Okay, None of them scare me. We got the Slurpee <laughs> Chug competition where you got to easy buy the small Slurpee and you got to chug her till she's gone. Uh, jersey swap, that's a simple one where we wear the other team's memorabilia. So easy. Armand, obviously, in this situation, you have to wear my line stuff for an episode. Uh, uh, one fantasy team name for a month uh, so that'll be a pretty interesting one because i i know arm and i are in a few leagues together <laughs> night uh, that means when the next time we go out for wings and drinks you buy the first round social media dance uh, we can find like a tiktok or something record it and throw it up on all of our social media um salted uh cracker challenge we got the hot hot wing challenge it's like the ghost pepper uh, big wings and then we got the McDonald's seven-hour challenge. So I know there's one Easy. for sure that Armin is really, really trying to avoid here. But uh, we'll see. The we'll jersey swap. <laughs> All right, here we go. Come on. Oh, <laughs> I really wanted to change that one name. That would have been so good. But 3016 night, Armin. Wings and drinks on Armin for the next night we go. Might have to do maybe something around like a draft night or uh, week one or something like that. Might have to get something going. But Armin, yeah. which I don't know if this is terrible. You got to maybe avoid a little bit of embarrassment, but you got to dig into the pockets a little bit there. <laughs> which one? Which was the one you didn't want the most? I guess we'll go there. Jersey swap. Didn't want the jerseys. Uh, <laughs> I guess yeah. NFC North, those that bloodlines go deep. I guess yeah. Um, we'll uh, we'll keep things going here. If it was uh, Zach's uh, jersey swap, I would do that. Not a Brady. Brady jersey. Easy. Just can't just can't stomach like a Calvin Johnson jersey. No, no. Hey, Hall of Famer Calvin yeah. Johnson. Not even yeah. like the best receiver. I saw a thing generation. the other day, and it was. Uh, Calvin Johnson played high school football, college. Yeah, got drafted and Hall of Fame. Got in the Hall of Fame, and Brady has not finished his NFL career. Yeah, Yeah. that's outstanding. Crazy. Okay, Zach, you ready? Yep. Do it back here. 
Okay, we got the uh, ice cold hot takes ready to go. It's Zach's turn. We'll hit the drop. We'll see what uh, we'll see what Zach's got for us today. You're not on fire, Ricky Bobby. I'm on fire. Okie doke. So uh, today's hot take is this year, Chase Edmonds running back for the Miami Dolphins will be a league winning running back. That's not to say that he's going to be running back one. That's not even to say that he's going to be a top 12 running back, but he is somebody that you're going to draft. And based on his ADP, where you draft him and his uh, finish at the end of the year, he is going to outperform that ADP and he'll be a very real value to you and a potential championship. So in order for this to all to make sense, let's go back to last year. Last year, Edmonds finished as running back 35 on the year, uh, playing predominantly as James Connors backup. Last season, he had just over, sorry, just under 600 rush yards, a pretty impressive 5.1 yards per attempt, uh, two rush touchdowns, and 43 receptions to go along with no touchdowns through the air. Um, but of the top 35 running backs, which he was, he had the fewest rush attempts with only 116 attempts overall. That is below the likes of guys like D'Angelo or uh, Henderson uh, from the Rams, uh, Tony Pollard, uh, and then a few, Michael Carter. These are the guys that he was below in terms of rush attempts. Uh, last year, Miles Gaskin, who was the leading running back for the Miami Dolphins, had 173 rushing attempts uh, with a very inefficient 3.5 yards per attempt. Now, if Edmonds had gotten the same amount of attempts as Gaskins had, he would have had 882 rushing yards. Of course, uh, it's a lot easier to be efficient with fewer rushing attempts than it is with more rushing attempts, but just bear with me and let's go along with it. Um, with 882 rushing yards, Edmonds uh, would have finished as the running back 25 on the year. That's right where Elijah Mitchell finished the season. Now, fast forward a little bit, going into March of this year, Miami signed Edmonds on the first day of free agency to a two-year, $12.6 million contract, making him the 16th highest paid running back in the NFL. It is clear to me that Miami really wanted him as they came out opening day and they put their money where their mouth was and they paid him like a starting running back. This is also the team, same team that had just brought in a new head coach in Mike McDaniels from the 49ers, uh, an offensive play caller that values the running game. So McDaniels, the contract, and the current depth chart in Miami has me believing that Edmonds is a screaming value at, you know, running back 35 or the 94th player overall. Look at the competition that he has in Miami. We have Miles Gaskins, who they had last year, who they went out and replaced with three other running backs. Uh, among the running backs they brought in, aside from Edmonds, was Sony Michelle, who while last year had a very good year uh, filling in for Cam Akers, he himself has dealt with a lot of injuries in previous years. They also brought in Raheem Mostert, who, while on the field, is a pretty effective change of pace back, has never been able to stay healthy for a sustained amount of time. So for me, taking all that in consideration, I could see Edmonds really outperforming his draft spot and potentially winning you the league that you play in. When I saw you putting this in the docket, I was absolutely licking my chops because I couldn't agree with you more. It's, it's incredibly scary. Um, like right now, let's say if in Dynasty, you're going to go get them. You have to pay up a little bit to get them, I think, in comparison. Like, I mean, it's, it's not going to cost you like you're getting an RB1 by any stretch of imagination. But then when it comes to redraft, it's just the value so good. 
But when you think about going back in time, you look at previous fantasy years and you go, oh man, we should have seen this coming. You look at ones that are uncertain backfields or you look at wide receivers in, in like a, who knows who's the number one, you know, like the, that's when you look back and it's like, all of a sudden it's like, we should have seen this coming. It's like, well, no, cause it's, somebody's going to step forward. But we just don't know who it is. Right. It's same conversation we're having right now with Denver wide receivers. When you look at that Miami backfield and you look at the quarterback of Tua Tungvaluwa and he likes to get the ball out of his hands quick. He's not a, he's, he's not, well, I shouldn't say this because this might sound terrible. I don't think he's an elite quarterback, but I think he's going to be a very competent quarterback that can get the job done with weapons. So to get the ball out of the hands quick, who is the best receiving back in that backfield? That's Chase Edmonds, in my opinion, especially when you look at the work you talked about that he did in Arizona. He is a great receiving back. I think he is going to be a PPR machine, and he could also be the RB1 on the team. So I, I like this a lot. I know there's been people that have tried to get him off my dynasty roster already. Um, I'm just not willing to do that because I think there is a lot of meat on the bone and there's going to be a, a lot of fantasy value. But I, I agree with this one wholeheartedly, Zach, big time. Armin, do you agree? Yeah, it's uh, tough not to agree with that one, especially when you bring up the injury history of the other guys, the fact that they they paid Edmonds, they went after him, right? Whereas the other guys were kind of more discount bargain bin running backs, right? And then uh, currently right now, like it doesn't mean a whole lot, but he is sitting on the number at the number one spot in the depth chart there in Miami. And this offense should be a lot better than it was last year. So um, there's going to be more opportunity. They're going to be making more yards and Edmund should be able to outproduce where he's being drafted currently. The San Francisco comparison, I think is really critical because there's no guarantee it's going to happen for sure. But look at like San Francisco, how many running backs do they have on their depth chart right now. And really last year we were like, okay, who's going to be number one. Trey Sermon was like, and everybody wanted Trey Sermon super bad. And then Armand, he predicted it, Elijah Mitchell out of the woodworks and all of a sudden was just elite but that's how San Francisco operates. And it's a lot of injury through the backfield, right? It takes one injury and all of a sudden the guy comes to like, Raheem Mostert was the projected one last for San Francisco. And then he got hurt and that's all she wrote where now maybe it's a similar philosophy where you're loading up wide or loading up the RBs. And as soon as one gets hurt, you just kind of put the next one in order where if, but if he stays healthy, he is going to be incredible value. And that's been the San Francisco model for, for how many years it's just hard to predict which one it's going to be. And I think that's a similar position we might be in in Miami. But if you pick the right one, I think you're sitting on a gold mine. It's but. funny also to see Miles Gaskin at the fourth spot in the depth chart there now. He was, remember when everybody hit me so hard because I unloaded my fab in Dynasty to pick up Gaskins that one year and I flipped him for a first. <laughs> yeah, it's been, that's, that, was, that was a good flip. I'll take that one. It's pretty good to uh change your fab into a first round pick yeah he was like incredibly valuable that year but it was just like i just didn't see it continuing and then he yeah and this kind of a downhill but uh anything to add here fellas before we wrap this one up zach first of all i really like that take i think it's the first time that we've all three coherently and un unwavered convinced or agreed with a hot take so far so well done that's uh that's kudos to you and it is hot like just because we all agree doesn't mean it's not hot it exactly. is hot I think I had the same argument for Jamal Williams last year, and that one didn't really pan out all that well. But the path to <laughs> success here for Evans is a lot yeah. more sturdy. Like, than the Jamal competition Williams. was uh, DeAndre Swift versus Sony Michelle. So. Exactly. <laughs> hey, those are both high draft capital running backs. So, well, Sony Michelle, first round pick. Yep. Swift was only a second. 45 years ago. Yeah. Um, anyhow, I think that's going to do it for us here uh, for episode number, what was that, 54? Um, like I said, it's a little unorthodox. Just we're just busy times right now as we're getting things going through here for the summer. So if we do miss some news, I know like there's camp news, like even just right now, James Washington goes down, and get carted off the field. Like there's things that are gonna be happening throughout throughout the week here that we will miss, but we'll try and get on social media as quick as possible for you guys. But obviously enjoy the warm weather. We're already past July and into August. It's hard to believe, but enjoy this last little bit of warm weather because guess what? Fantasy football is around the corner. So we're excited for that. Uh, we've got some big things coming up on the next episode here. Maybe some light reading that we're going to recommend, but I'll foreshadow a little bit that one for you. So uh, that'll do it for episode 54. So on behalf of myself, Armin, and Zach and the 306 Fantasy Football family and the and the 22 Fresh uh, company as well for being our major sponsor of the year. Thank you very much for listening. Take care, everybody. 
and uh, let's talk soon.